So You Want to Be an Artist is now on YouTube as a video series too. So if anyone prefers watching their podcasts and conversations, then head over to YouTube, the So You Want to Be an Artist YouTube channel. And this episode is now live on there too. I wanted to better myself. I wanted to be... I wanted to love myself. I wanted to be happy with all parts of me. And one of them has to be me expressing. Like, like me just giving it my all, doing what I want. Letting, letting myself be true to who I am and how I feel. How you doing? I'm all right. It's a pleasure to have you here. I feel like this conversation is way overdue. I feel yeah. I, I had a voicemail on my phone, which I saved to my laptop because I thought one day I'll need this. Are you gonna play it? I don't, I don't know if I have it. My laptop <coughs> broke recently. Uh, it's I, of you. Yeah. And I think, I think you went on a radio show or you did a podcast yeah. like a week after you told me that you didn't want to do any podcasts. Uh, <laughs> this is like three years ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I sent you a message like, what the fuck is going on? And you sent me a long voice note and you were like, I'm not ready for that type of conversation yet. Okay. I, I was re I was ready to promote the music and stuff, but I wasn't ready to personally put myself out there like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought, let me save that voice note because I feel like this might be useful somewhere. And I think I lost it, but it's in my memory. Right. And, I, and I, I might be able to find it on a backup. Okay. But... Yeah. We're here. It's taken three years to get here. Thank you for having me. No, thank Still. you for coming. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. Have been since the first thing I heard years and years ago. And also, you were like one of the first people that I sat down with and played. Like a, even just the smallest idea of my own music. When we mm -hmm. met up in that cafe in yeah, Dalston. Yeah. yeah. Um, so great appreciation for you. Love and respect and... You have this weird, like, mysterious, enigmatic energy. And I feel like I'm sat opposite, like, a shaman of fucking one of the first tribes or whatever. Just this man plugged into this crazy dimension. Um, and I'm excited to dig in, man. Dig into the way you see the world. So the first thing I ask every single guest, what Jeez. is art? You know what's mad? I actually remember listening to you asking all the artists that, but I did till you just said it now. Like, and I always, every time I heard you asking someone else, I was always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you there. Or I'd be like, I'd be like, Your, ex your explanation can almost never be wrong and your truth that you're speaking fits the rest of the narrative and the conversation that flows on. I think art for me then and art for me now, it still means the same thing mm. and it's always wrapped up on, or wrapped up in the need to express without boundaries, without limitation. Um, I was like playing around with the cup earlier, just going. And I was just vibing and I was just like, someone somewhere might be like, that's not music or that's not, you know what I mean? It, it, it wouldn't fit their um, description of what art is. But for me, everything, all is art. Interesting. Even ginger beer, yeah. even old Jamaica. So if you want to sponsor any uh, amazing podcast, <laughs> crack yeah. that open. Whatever you see as your art is your art. My art is anything, whatever I want it to be. So it's hard to... What was it for you before then, if you said it's... Uh... So I used to draw. Oh, okay. Like, that was my first love. Like, I was always drawing. It's called sketch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think... 
at that time, if I sung, I'd be aware that I'd be kind of singing under my breath. I wouldn't do it if the right person wasn't in the room or was in the room. If the wrong person was in the room, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't feel comfortable enough to. So was, was singing always there in the back of your mind while you were drawing? Were you were like, this is a very safe uh, escape for me, this drawing, you know, it's acceptable. I was sick at drawing. Yeah. I was really good at it, but I just would never explore music. Mm. I'd never explore singing unless I was in a choir Yeah, where there was like several other people to ensure that I could get away with a boom note yeah. or with my voice not sounding like the way it should or what what is generally accepted as, oh, he's a great singer and me not sounding like him or her. At what point did the, the two switch in importance? I used to sketch. Then I started making clothes. I started graffitiing. <laughs> like, music was, wasn't... For years, music just wasn't a thing. Um, but 2013, isn't it? Yeah. Ten years before 2023, I uh, had a little conversation with myself. Um, it wasn't a minute long. It was over different situations and times and spaces and periods. And um, in the conversation, I said, I wanted to better myself. I wanted to be... I wanted to love myself. I wanted to be happy with all parts of me. And one of them has to be me expressing, like me just giving it my all, doing what I want, letting, letting myself be true to who I am and how I feel. So were you aware that there was a part of yourself you were holding back? Yeah. We always do to a certain degree. And it's like conforming and appropriating ourselves to the climate. Mm. But but there was a voice inside you that was telling you to sing and you were consciously telling it no? Or was it just not even asking that question yet? You know what's really mad? I've never really thought about like the voice and that actual aspect of it. For me, it was just... You know when you've got an itch, mm. but then you go to the doctors and they're like, right, mate... This is what's going on. <laughs> yeah. That's what I feel is happening right now. Like I I wouldn't necessarily say I um, um felt that I needed to start singing. I just knew I wanted to do this. Mm. And everything else came with it. Okay. Um, so it's, it came up in the moment. It, you weren't drawing and thinking, man, I'd really love to be singing. Nah. Right now. Okay. No, 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 no. Sorry if okay. it took like 10 minutes to get there. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, we've got some great stuff out no, of the journey. No, but yeah, I, it's all a journey. And I guess looking back on the journey, you can say, oh, that happened then. And da, da, da. and all I know is 2013, I was like, you expressing, that's one thing. Also bettering myself, mm. like being in love with who I am means that sometimes I have to let go of certain things and I have to kill them to give birth to something else. And like, you know, I was kind of seeing that aspect of my journey as Growing up, being responsible, taking uh, accountability, um, yeah, loving myself, actually being at peace with myself, being mindful. Mm. Um, and yeah, all of that kind of got wrapped up into, I want to express this, I want to ex talk about this journey, I want to, um, when I say talk, I want to make it real, mm -hmm. like write it down, like. So yeah, I started to create a world and a universe where I could exist as this Ronin like Raiden like <laughs> Ronin like character that would um um draw on all my influences and you know, I said I like drawing, mangas and anime. Okay. Um So what, who who's Ronin? Ronin uh, a Ronin is like a don't shoot me if I get this too wrong, but like a, a rogue samurai, a samurai without a master, a okay. samurai who no longer is bound to like a, yeah, a master. And as a masterless samurai, a ronin, I would wander on this journey, this 10 year journey into 2023, where I would uh, become this wise man who'd like go, um, Long white beard and like come and I click and I disappear 
you know, click and I'll come back or something, you know, that I just know it all. I'd be slow to anger, I'd be patient, I'd be thoughtful, I'd be mindful. That creativity would just, I'd just look at something, I'd be like, do that. Just, you know what I mean? Like, I just, like, I imagined this Alexander that had it all figured out and obviously I know a bit better now. Mm. <laughs> but it was this magical being um, and I was just, like, looking beyond the clouds and the sky and whatever stratosphere or whatever's there and, like, just looking way into the future and I modelled myself against, like, I always say it, but like George Clinton, like, um, he, yeah, I just loved the the black aesthetic and just how epic one could be and still balance being a man, but prints it out, if mm. you know what I mean? And mm. like, I just saw all of these elements and I was just like, I can be me and exist. What, what does that mean, be a man? I was taught that being a man looked very stereotypically like one thing and ex existing in that also meant I couldn't sing maybe when I was coming up and growing up. Like, I was in spaces where everyone's around a mic. Yeah. Like, it's not time for singing. <laughs> it's not time for singing. So there wasn't maybe certain spaces or platforms or or rooms where things that I'd be into would exist in my kind of community. Mm. So that meant I had to venture out a bit. I had to like, yeah. I had to expand my understanding of who safe people are and what they look like. And like, your accent's a bit different, but mm. cool, let's, let's have it. Well, it's interesting that the, the first thing that comes to mind when the question of what does being a man entail is adventure for that, you well for you the, the first oh. thing you had to do was venture out of your s okay. small community and go and find like-minded people you don't always have to leave your community in your community so I, one can say uh like I, I grew up in stratford so i could amongst other places but i could say my community is is in stratford mm. um, but am i talking to like my neighbors am i talking to people that I jump on the same bus with Am I being polite to like the TFL person like morning or smiling or mm. do you know what I mean? Am I how do I interact with them people? Am I seeing them as other? Um, and I think that's so. It, it, I think a lot of this change and a lot of this understanding also came in London. It also happened with me just appreciating. Okay, yeah, when I'm in Peckham, I'm with a certain group. When I'm in Stratford, all of a sudden these lots are getting Friday off. Why are they getting Friday off? Because they're Muslim. What? Muslims get, they, they don't have to go to school on a Friday. And I learned that through the experience of living amongst Bangladeshi, Pakistani, Indian, Somali communities also existing. But sometimes you just go from church to school and, you know, you don't really get that. But if you go to a youth centre, oh, well, your parents are putting you into little things. So I think there was a privilege that comes with it, maybe. Mm. With all of these, like, spread out groups and all of the different ways that they operate mm. and the different ways that they see and interpret the world what helped you find a common thread to like navigate it all and especially as an artist you kind of bring all of those experiences together and in some attempt uh, maybe transcend all of the conditions and speak to a commonality in all of those groups so what do you see as the as the common thread that runs through all of them? We're all humans. We all eat, go to the toilet, get upset, like wanna achieve stuff. We all get like you know what I mean? We're all we're all humans and sometimes we look too hard to try and find that commonality. I see it. Like you're your shirt's banging, the style. <laughs> I see the little pendant, Thank you know. You. Can you zoom in? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I could. I wish I could have bought some stuff. <laughs> post, post. Yeah, right. But, like, I can see you and be like, yeah. And in the street, instead of me uh, maybe passing by, I could nod my head. Mm. That's just a general universal 
acknowledgement of another person. It's little things, I think. Mm. Um, like, you woke up this morning. Let's start there. All right, let's start there. What did you do when the first thing you woke <laughs> up this morning? Well, I appreciated um, being awake. But I very quickly realised I was running late. <laughs> and then I get the text message. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but we're talking about it, though, like grounding exercises at night versus morning. Yeah. Like, and the routine. So you're not a morning routine person? <sighs> morning, more time. It's like, let's get up and go. Jay, like, she's on it. She, mm. like, she's got the... Jay's the other half? Yeah, yeah. Okay. She's got it, like, sorted, boxed out. She's like, I did that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. But she's got it. I've, I've got the night routine, I think. My girlfriend has a has a nighttime routine. I don't really have a routine. I have more of like a commitment, which is physical commitment, mm. which is cycling to the studio. So I guess that's kind of a routine. Mm. Um, but my girlfriend has a night routine where she gets lines up all of her uh, tools or whatever, you know, to help her get through the night and it's that uh they're essentially just rituals and prayers of mm. uh, whatever life force is running mm. through whatever guiding principle there is if there is one guide me through the day or guide me through the night righteously and it's interesting because you have a nightly routine and then what does like does that make sense to you you know what as you said it though there is a morning routine, but maybe I, I place more... Emphasis. Yeah, sure. Mm. On my evening one. And just the idea that I'm like... Um, wrapping up the day and like closing certain situations. Sometimes, you know what? Because of these darned contractions <laughs> we have in our hands, it... <laughs> <laughs> just go outside and shake my fist to the sky. It, 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 yeah, you cherish them moments when you you get the the, the chance to go to like a, a Bali and your mm. networks not saying much. I don't really. I don't, I don't know if I can go on the record and truly say I, it, it. I'm like properly anxiety provoked by them. Mm. But there's an element that's always this idea that I've got this fin on me, and mm. it's just no, I get it. It's the, it's the accessibility, but also it's the it's the window into everybody else's life. Mm. I think just away from this is more on social media than just the phones themselves. Yeah. But I even realised myself it's... earlier. I was sat in the studio, I was waiting for you, and I was just on Instagram, and I flicked through like f five or six different people's lives. That's uh, stories, you know. It's, they're documenting their life. And it got to one and I just kind of started spinning out a little bit. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why am I sat here mm. just watching a person talk to the camera? But then, do you know what the, the, the thing? It, that's not the problem. It being there isn't the problem. I think it's my reaction to it. Mm. And what I've realized whenever I start to feel like a little bit anxious or whatever is try to trace my thoughts back to the point I pass judgment. Mm. Because... Something has shaken me somewhere, mm. and more often than not, it's a, an assumption or a judgment about something. It's a negative feeling about whatever I'm seeing mm. or whatever I'm experiencing. So that was you, like quite important for me to figure out. That's some impressive reflection, mate. I was about to go down the rabbit hole. That's why, <laughs> you know, when you get the gems, uh, when, the, when the night is the darkest, I was about to go down the rabbit hole of like, what the fuck is going on? I need to pull myself out that quickly. I was like, I've got Alex yeah. is coming here. We need to yeah. have a good, righteous conversation. But how mood um, affecting are they? Mm. It's like a zoo or like a shot of something. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like everything's great. And then you're in it and it's like, it starts to affect your proper reality. Yeah. My phone's dead at the moment. Oh, that's a blessing, I think. A little bit. Just, I, although you have to let somebody know that you're about to be real late. Ta -da! <laughs> no, I, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's fun, isn't it? When you get the call to create. Yeah, yeah. Or even just when you're beginning work. Yeah, yeah. Is there a space in your mind that you have to occupy in order to be able to create without limitations, like you be, said earlier? Uh, does that have anything to do with consciousness? Well, it's uh, 
it's a conscious decision to turn your phone off, mm. to not engage with other conversations when you're mm. trying to make something. Mm. You know what? I create a lot in transit. Mm. So, like, again, like, I'm blessed enough to, like, be going Berlin next week to perform. And, like, um, I've been to all these different spaces and spots and stuff. And when the inspiration catches me, as long as my laptop is going, um, I'm good. So my phone could be, but I could be in an airport. Yeah. I could be in a, in an Uber. I could be at home anytime, anywhere. And but, what, what does that inspiration look like? What does it come out as? I'm all right at Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm still good with the pencil um, and the pen both drawing and like writing. Mm. I've got notes in my phone. Uh, I've got my laptop to go. I've got voice record, uh, like, you know, you've got a voice memo app. Mm. So a song would, <laughs> let's say, let's just say a song would typically start as a voice note in a crowded space. No, not if I, not if you were like, right, we're going studio. Yeah. And then we're in another situation where it demands that maybe there's a pianist in the room. Mm. You know, like I'm, I'm easy with it. Like whatever the situation is, and as long as it, we can create, let's do it. And how do you recognize when you've got something to like hold on to? Not just a fleeting idea, something where you, it's taking control. You don't always, you know. Like some of the songs I've released, I'm not gonna lie. Like up until now tomorrow forever like i'm always gonna be like oh. <sighs> something mm. like oh, if, if only that happened or if that didn't happen or duh, 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 duh. but one has to part that or you wouldn't get out of bed each day um but there's a, i'm just keeping it real like there's always a time where i'm like yeah and i think most of us are like that I'm, yeah i've never made anything i'm happy with yeah you know you're the, i've you, made things i'm grateful for but yeah. nothing like i'm like ha like um, and and let's be honest the emotion can come and go like you make something that's banging and then someone sends you a bill for something <laughs> yeah right you're like what am i doing right and it's like it, it, it could be it, at the moment of creation mm. as long as i'm good to go for it i.e i wasn't coerced into yeah the, i'm good like whatever's done after that is you can't you don't really have you don't have as much control or as much of um yeah you can control what you create what happens after that like it's not always under your control and mm. you have to be at peace with that well i i am at peace with it how long was it for you where you were making music and not putting it out <sighs> always like you try a little thing but you're like, mm, I'm not sure. But 2013 to 2023 is my whole mantra. Mm. The whole MX Triple IXM. Whoa. <laughs> Wait, what? MX what? MX Triple I. Okay. XM. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So you just hit that was like a fucking <laughs> laser straight into my forehead. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole, the whole mantra and the whole ethos was 10 years, mm. like, create reflect like invest in yourself get out of your head over certain things but i just gave myself like yeah a kind of window to do that very generous window yes <laughs> um and yeah just see how that journey unfold like unfolded unfolds unfolds unfilled Un <laughs> so what happens after 2023 uh, mate who, who knows <laughs> But I was, I was wondering if it was like a cutoff where you're like, you know, let me just explore this for 10 years and then I'll be on to the next thing. Just get up and just do it. Mm. And that was something I didn't always do back before. I was a bit more maybe like, oh. now if a call comes, generally I'm going to be open to it. I'm, I'm ready to receive it as opposed to before that. Like, looking at the phone and being like, oh. you know, there, there's not... With each day, it gets easier to just do and be and and just appreciate and be grateful for and not get caught up in 
the nitty gritties of stuff. Mm. I don't know, like songs, you create them and like you might have an amazing experience in the studio where it's amazing and everything. Um, but then when you try to perform it live, you're like, oh, this is so hard to sing live. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like I have to catch my breath here and so then you're trying to figure out how to enjoy it further. Like I'm good, like we had a great moment. Like if some, you, you, we release a song, someone doesn't, I don't know, they don't do something or something doesn't happen. I'm, I don't get caught up in all of the, the after too much. Mm. I post a picture, it gets 10 likes instead of a million likes. I can't be in that. I can't be in anything after it. Um, or the Spotify numbers aren't a certain... I'm not ready for that. I'm not mm. interested. I've done my part and my job, and I'm good with that. Well, that almost conflicts something that you said earlier hey. before the podcast starts, where you hey. felt like maybe you might have to make yourself more relatable to people. I wouldn't change myself. I just delve deeper into an understanding of myself to be able to express in a manner that one could maybe be like, I hear you, I'm just articulating myself maybe a certain way. Like when you talk to an infant, mm. you know how to adapt. It doesn't mean that you're not necessarily changing your values or anything. You're just taking that into context. Not to say that anyone who doesn't understand what I'm doing is an infant. I'm not trying to be patronising. So for you... Does that make sense? No, yeah, let me try... Let me spit it back at you and see right. if if I'm yeah, yeah, hearing yeah. it. It's... Relativity is, for you, based on kind of like... Simplicity? Is that... In, a, in a understanding yourself in a non-complex and very simple way, you're then able to communicate that to somebody so simply that it cannot be misunderstood. I really like what you said. I wish I could have said it. I do like the idea of the simplicity. You know, when we were talking about commonalities, mm. um, it's just that. It's just like, how do you relate to someone else? Mm. Like, when you said conflict, I was like, yeah, let's have it because I do conflict a lot of... There is the push and the pull of, um, I'm, I'm, I'm Nige, I'm Yoruba. I'm also British and I could be a lad in another space. Yeah. But if I bring food that I'm eating from that space to that space. <laughs> Jollof into the chippy. You know what I mean? Like, will everyone get it? Maybe yeah. 2019, it's allowed people to, oh, the old Jollof. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mate. Have you been to Jollof Box in uh, Dalston? No. What's that? It's, a t it's like it won on Dragon's Den. It got loads of investment. It's a, it's a Jollof takeaway. Like a street vendor type? Nah, shop? a shop. A sit down. It's a sit down restaurant, like a like a Burger King or whatever. It's not really fast food because it's good food. Um, but the speed at with which? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a Leon, let's say. Okay, yeah, I'm. Yeah. <laughs> you, you go in and all of the all of the menus are footballers' names like JJ Okocha, Kanu, uh, Didier Drogba. It's all like African footballers. Uh, um, and then it's just got loads of different. Um, recipes basically but jollof is always like the foundation of the dish um yeah and i was in there the other day and it was like loads of white people in there loads of black people a chinese person it was like really multicultural and i was like this is fucking amazing this is so cool that jollof box first of all that exists on a high street on dalston high street and like everybody is in here just enjoying it oh well, talk about dalston high street <sighs> you know what the conflict with that is a part of me wants to be like, is it black owned? Yeah, it is. Who are they hiring? Don't, this is a part of me. Who are yeah, they yeah. hiring? Um, like, what are they about? Mm. Um, only because I have some kind of relationship with Nigeria yeah. um, and the communities that are being gentrified. I don't, this isn't but, a gentrification <laughs> thing. But as soon as you said that, it's just, no, I'm just, that's what happened in my head. I was yeah. just, as you were talking, I was like... The judgment creeps in. Yeah, bro. I keep it real. I was just like... Ugh. The boat starts rocking. You said, you know, because you, you said Dawson? Yeah. Yeah. I was Literally like, opposite Kingsland Station. A lot of the... I know chop bars and little places you can eat and stuff that aren't maybe created for the 2019 okay. audience okay. and what that looks like mm. in Dawson. So when you were saying it, I was just like, yeah, this sounds... Yeah, uh, but 
we can move on. Yeah. <laughs> but you get what's well, no, happening. No, no, no. I think that's like an interesting... Uh... It happens, man. You go in there and you're like, who owns this or what is it? And you just see the whole setup and it's like... <sighs> Something feels less than genuine. Yeah. And it's because I've worked in some of these spaces and I'm just like... The erasure, the silencing of the commodification. Mm. The, am I bitter? Mm. If it's black owned, I'm starting it to see it as okay. This is a nice balance. Mm. Um, sure, you're not one of tons, but anyways, <laughs> <laughs> you grow up wanting to be part of, but they see you as other mm. on both sides. So you're in this weird space where you have to find what works for you. Like, yeah, your voice might change, your accent might change, the words you use in each space and knowing when to... So, yeah, you just have to be able to... It's interesting because when I speak to people, like, if they're, if they're Irish, for instance, they may have a similar experience. Mm. I don't think it's unique to just being Nigerian and British. Mm. I can only speak on that and I'm fully aware of the nuances so yeah it does lend to one having doubts and like a certain level of new thing come up in Dawson this sounds very polished this sounds very ready to go <laughs> um, and and it's a shame that some people won't be Honest, it's just a problem. <laughs> it's, a, it's an issue. It would be nice to see the scales balanced a bit. Mm. Um, and it is beautiful that some people who'd never be able to go to more of these like traditional, like longer-lasting establishments, they're able to still access the culture mm. at whichever level. That that is beautiful. You know what I mean? But, to have an entry point. Yeah, like, and I say this, but you know, you'll see me there next week. Like, and I've just been <laughs> rabbiting on about it for, you, for like 15 minutes. But, Have you um, ever been to Andu Cafe? On no. a, that's on Dawson High Street, but it's an old Ethiopian vegan restaurant. I think I got food from there, like takeaway. I thought you were about to say food poisoning. I was no, 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 no. Have you had food poisoning? In my life? Yeah. Yeah, of course. How many times? Once. It was like the, one of the worst experiences of my life. It was, it was insane. Like, I had a Champions League final when it was in Wembley. And I ate, I think it might have been the last time I ate meat. It was beef from Faux. And I was bed bound for maybe eight or nine days. Man. I'd lost maybe two or three stone. I, I would just pass out yeah. and just wake up like six hours later and be yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. What happened to you? <sighs> you look traumatized. Bro. You got shell shock. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad, man. It was like some Michelin star. Like, yeah, I'm not even into stuff like that. You paid that. for it as well. Mate, mate. The price. And then, like, it was chicken. I hear you lot, you vegans. I hear you. Pardon, yeah. <laughs> mate, anyways, um, yeah, I ate it. And then I was brushing my teeth the next morning. And I was like, babes, I don't feel good. Like, I know I'm, like, in tune with, mm. like, the flood. And I was like, and I'll always speak on it. If I don't feel... Like, I was like, babes, I feel, looking into my eyes, I feel horrible, I feel bad. Oh. I was like, we were like, okay, cool, it's out. I felt still slumped. I walked out of the front door. We were staying in a Riyadh, mm. so like a traditional... Very nice. Yeah, yeah it was really um, the architecture in Morocco. In, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, it was, um, did I not? No, you didn't uh, say it was in Morocco. Oh, Marrakesh. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was Marrakesh. Um, yeah, we were staying in Riyadh. Anyways, I come out, blah, blah, all over someone's, like, doorstep, and she comes out, she's speaking Arabic and French, and she's pissed because I've just, like, thrown off on her. And she probably thought I was, like, a drunk tourist mm. or something. And we're like, sorry. Little does she know you just come from the best restaurant in Marrakesh. You know what I mean? It's you, spent, like, it's 200. your fault, woman. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, it just ha kept happening. All the way to the airport, on the runway. Oh. Um, the whole plane saw it. Oh. Yeah, man, it was... Yeah, and then they let me sit at the front and... Yes. Yeah, <sighs> Hellish. Did you ever have, like, fever dreams? Huh? <laughs> have you never had a fever dream? Well, yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> it, 
Where did your dream go? Wild, wild, wild places. <coughs> I used to have fever dreams all the time when I was a kid. Always the same one, yeah. like on some weird fucking Carl Jung shit. Just a plain white room. Me just in a plain white room. No me, just the awareness, just the perspective. Yeah. That's it, plain white room. And then suddenly in the white blanket, a black tiny little dot appears. And then slowly and slowly the black dot creeps towards me and gets bigger and bigger and starts to change shape in flux as it comes towards me and like as it's halfway it turns into a big pirate ship like an abandoned pirate ship like it's coming to get me and i would used to tell my mum she i'd be like having a seizure or whatever i'm like i'm i'm gone and i'm like saying to my mum like they're coming for me mum like they're coming to collect me and then the pirate ship would just change into this black disc and would just hover above me and i would just stare at it and it would like like a movie almost, it would cut from me to like both of us. And then it would just, I would just hear this like, and I'm like, I'm like, mum, it's time. And she's like crying and shaking me and being like, what is going on? Like, what's my name? Where, how old are you? Where do we live? Who's your favorite footballer? And I'm just like, they're coming, mum. Like crazy, crazy dreams. And sometimes it's a really weird perspective shift because my vision goes like a tunnel. It's like a, yeah, like a tunnel and it almost fish eyes everything. And then it starts to go closer towards me. And sometimes when I'm really tired and I close my eyes, I can see it and I'm like, oh shit. So that's my fever dream. You got anything similar? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pass. Okay, all right. <laughs> Only enough. because I don't think I could. Um, yeah, yours was impressive, um, and mine's not gonna live up to it. Well, now you have to share it now. I yeah. Um. Okay. So I don't know what it is. I tried to Google it, and I've kind of found things, but I I haven't been able to like um, properly verify like, mm -hmm. what's what. But basically, um. I have a dream and however the dream goes, like close to where yours is, but just a bit different. Mm. And yeah, like anyways, where it, it ends with me basically being pinned down, like, and like just in paralysis, but like paralysis. Mm. And I'm just like flat, like planking kind of thing. And um, then I wake up but I'm still trapped and I can't move. And I'm just like pinned down and I'm trying to, like my mind's trying to make me move, mm. but I can't. I just don't know how weird it is. I don't know how common it is. I think it's, it is sleep paralysis. Is it a proper thing? Yeah, it's a proper thing. There's a, um, there's a film about sleep paralysis. It's not a film, it's a documentary. How common is it? Very common, I think. See, I didn't have anything as impressive. <laughs> I told you. I'm gonna find the name of this documentary for you. So I feel you like can you watch set me it. up a bit. Like you had spaceships and turned <laughs> it into pirate ships. <laughs> it's uh wah, wah. Your mum must have been terrified. Yeah. Uh, the film's called The Nightmare. That who's, makes who's in it? It's not it's a documentary. Okay. Um But bro, it happened like all the time. Yeah, so the, what, I'm, what I think is interesting is that you have a night ritual and you also have sleep paralysis. Which is, speaks to the idea that it's a prayer of, of like, guide me through the night. I'm so about to, like, Google the hell out of sleep paralysis. So, I'm, but I've never actually experienced it. I've never had a problem with sleep. It's terrifying. It's... But you're just, you're conscious that you're awake, but you can't I have send... the dream. Mm. The dream ends with me for some reason, like being pinned down like uh, I fall down off a bloody cliff I, I, dreams are sometimes not fun sometimes they're great sometimes they're not fun sometimes you can kind of control them mm. you get that uh, yeah sometimes you can't and you're on the ride and it's like okay yeah that's why I'm not really speaking on my dreams because it, it's not some are fun mm. <laughs> so I don't know but when I say if I would was to say think of a dream like your most profound dream, I, does one come to mind? I like forgetting my dreams. Why? Because it's just real life and the, the 
Are dreams any less real? I shouldn't have said I like forgetting them. I like, I like to transform them. Mm. But I don't like to have them as something that I speak on. Okay, all right, fair enough. Maybe they're private. Okay. And they're just like a bit... But when you transform them, what do you turn them into? Ah, then I get to... Create? Yeah, you get to then say, ah, and you can change the rabbit with like the knife hands. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, I'm playing, I do. I'm playing, I'm playing. <laughs> but yeah, you can transform it to, hmm. and then you get to narrate it accordingly. And you get to influence it too. You know what? Some of my lyrics are a bit like, but sometimes they're a bit <laughs> like, it's like, say say if I write something, hmm. what the version that someone else might hear will be a very... Condensed. Like, like abridged. Like, you edit. Basically. Oh, yeah. This is something that me and Dave spoke about in the last episode. How, uh, speak me through your writing process then. Um... Just to just to preface that, because I feel like some people who might listen to this podcast or whatever, it's called So You Want to Be an Artist mm. for a reason. People are listening to this for a reason. Mm. And I, even I get I get it sometimes mm. of uh, the writing process. It's a lot of fucking work mm. and it's a lot of failure. Mm. Um, well, not failure, let's say. There's a lot of... As in failure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you said that. Like... Failure, failure. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, there's a lot of killing off of ideas and a lot of like self-editing and a lot of yeah yeah and sometimes that feels painful because you're having to be like no that's not good enough or no i don't want to put that in and i feel like that's it is a sacrifice and it feels sacrificial and it does sometimes put me off writing and i feel like it might be a common sticking point for people who are trying to understand themselves and their expression mm. of not being afraid to kill off ideas mm. or, or reject lines or to s say that's not good enough or to say that's not necessary. So do, I want to hear your writing process. Mm. I think because of those reasons, it felt really easy to write alone mm. or be the only person writing um, when I first started to like put out bits. Um, now, because I've grown, I've, like, I've acclimatised to the idea of others being part of that you know with the last project there was like, all these collaborations and yeah stuff. feature on every song almost. in it mate um so it's like literally i'm like more receptive and i think it was getting the first three projects out as well mm. and as you said right at the beginning like i just wasn't ready um i wouldn't if i'd if we'd done this like but the first time point. I asked you. Yeah, well, I need to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if, you, if I'd done it there, I would have just been like, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But now? Now I'm like talking, isn't it? So when you're writing the lyrics, is it a flood of stuff which you then this line oh that word is good but well, that whole thing can go oh that little word can stay can be sometimes but sometimes you get a whole sentence mm. do you know what I mean like and then there's also different like because a lot of my songs are like like haiku kind of like mm. very uh, 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 uh. some of them are quite um syncopated and like staccato-ish and some I'm like singing singing and very rarely would I say something like the lamp that was on my head when I was in the colour studio. But I love that kind of style and stuff. But I just not... I, so it depends. Like I might write stuff like that for myself. I might be creating that for a future project. Mm. You know, like kind of shaping that. But that might just not be something that the rest of the world sees. How much of a, a input do you have into the production side of it? Hmm... <laughs> Production's a funny one because I still to this day wouldn't go into a room and be like, right, everyone the producers here. Like, I just, it's not me, it's not. But I've been doing like the Fruity Loops game since like secondary school. Mm. It just isn't something I would say is my thing like that. It was more of a, a way of expressing an idea. I love handing fins off 
to people and saying, yo, do your thing. But more times, if I have a vision and it's like something I'm going to put into the world, it kind of has to properly be me and speak me. So I there's very few songs I've actually produced and released, mm. but it just has to feel like something I'm like, yep, that's Alexander London. Mm. So when you're listening to like uh, George Clinton, yeah, or when yeah, you're yeah. pressing play on something that really inspires you, what is it that you're listening for? What is it that's calling out to you or speaking to you? And so when I'm listening to music, it could be just, there's an amazing violinist or I love the choir on a particular song or it's the rhythm or the bass. So it's obviously aesthetics is a super important thing for you. Is part, there... It's part of the puzzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. aesthetics. What, what, what other pieces are in, oh, the, puzzle? in the puzzle? Um, Oh, it ranges. Like a lot of, like, when I say Amy Winehouse is like a big inspiration for me, mm. it's like, she's a big inspiration for the whole world kind of, course, of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, truly, like, you're from London, you, you come into an interview and you're just like, what? You, you know, you, I just thought you'd be well put together, like, put together well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But no, you're just a real human being. And I really drew to that. Like, you weren't pretending, you weren't trying to play up. This was really you. Like, mm. I felt like I actually knew you knew you. And you might have been indoors like, the world thinks I'm... <laughs> <laughs> the world thinks I'm common. <laughs> but, boy, it felt like I knew you. Yeah. So I I, I draw to that in... Authenticity music. as well. Yeah. Like, so, uh, you're, you're a trailblazer in your field. You've mm. mixed X and Y and no one even knew X and Y could mix together. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's a genius. Yeah, Michael Jackson, amazing. Mm. Like, ridiculously amazing i'm hearing rock but it's not rock mm. it's pop yeah. but your voice is like drawing all these black influences that are like straight up not to say rock ain't and pop ain't black or they are or, but you're literally i'm still hearing gospel riffs or i'm still hearing choirs coming through and that funk and well it's the sim it's a similar principle to your most recent album mm. of the conversation we had earlier off camera mm. of the well-traveled feeling of it, this so many different influences, so many different voices, uh, so many different tones and textures and instruments, but it all is linked with a common thread. It's all speaking the same sort of language. You know? mm. It's all giving voice to one thing. Um, and it's, how conscious are you of that in your creative process? Like mm. you love, aesthetics and authenticity and the merging of worlds and how things combine together so i wonder in the beginning in the conceptual stages mm. of like that's where it's all at you know sometimes you have to take a chance like and someone might not on the surface look like you and them have that super commonality but you'd be surprised like also when you're collaborating with like another producer and I still see it as a collaboration, even if it's like, oh, it's Alexander London, it's still collaboration. Mm. Um, and if you're collaborating with someone else, um, I don't know what, I don't know you past what I know of you. You could be, have been a rocker your whole life, but you're playing the most, you're playing your guitar now and it's on a soul record. I just feel like it's not, it's not, it shouldn't be a barrier. It shouldn't be a barrier, the fact that we're all different and at concept, let's just, let's just do it. We're in the airport, my plane's leaving in 10 minutes, like, let's quickly just find a spot and like, do something. And like, a little mix down later, it's a sick sample, you know, some clicks. And that's kind of my ethos. Just, if the vibe's all right, the energies <laughs> like get into it and um, just explore it doesn't always necessarily like I said after that moment anything can happen mm. like you lot might not be in the same space past that but in that moment just have it which takes a lot of trust mm. um, maybe that's why yeah I like kind of creating with one on one mm. face to face okay um and in the same space without 
too much distractions like someone else is on on their phone like texting someone else or message yeah you have them situations but preferred desirable it's just chill it's me in a space with said individuals or groups and we're focused and we're ready to just have it I need to, I don't know when to trail off like when how far have you got uh, I need to go to New Cross and I'm supposed to be yeah so let's just be there now yeah let me just wrap it up succinctly mm. I just need to think of a exit point is there anything that you want to I don't know mate I just I'm just chatting to you I, I'm trying to not be forced yeah. nowadays especially uh, that's why I didn't have you like it's filmed uh, fuck it whatever yeah you didn't bring in the conical hat nah nah but like I, I said three years ago yeah I'll, you would have been like fucking hell I was kind of looking forward to it to be honest I thought it was really just, I would have no. thought it would have just been fucking so brilliant for you to be sat there in this like quite homely aesthetic you know what I could have put it up <sighs> can the camera see it I don't know I don't, uh, yeah probably alright a little bit there's a lampshade here. <laughs> <laughs> that is the conical hat. Yeah. Just be like... <laughs> the internet is mighty. Uh, yeah. Have you read the comments? What co On uh, the colours one? Yeah. Nah, I don't go into the comments, bro. I did it. Yeah. It's funny. They're funny. They actually... It's, it's quality. It's yeah. quite gold. What were they saying? I think they went quite easy on me. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, the music's kind of undeniable, so you can wear what the fuck you want. Ah, oh, the internet don't care. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Has anyone turned you into a gif? No, no, I'm not there. No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. I mean, someone like might have put you into Mortal Kombat or something. I mean, that would be brilliant. That would be cool. If someone next could music do that. video, innit? Yeah. All right, let's just wrap it up then because I'm not going to think of a, <laughs> of a succinct way to, to, to do it. Sure, sure. But thank you for coming through. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll pick it up again yeah, yeah. In, the, in the near future. Yeah. An hour's a long enough conversation for now. I feel yeah, like. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, thanks for coming through, man. No, thanks for having me, bro. No worries. Appreciate it.